Okay, guys. Um, we talk about, we're all about moving forward, right? Yes. I mean, that's what our platform is, is moving forward. Have hope move forward. Yeah. And not getting stuck. So we're going to talk about one of the major, in fact, probably the thing that keeps people stuck today, um, which is getting caught up in victim, playing the victim. Um, so just, uh, do you want to speak to that, you guys? What is playing the victim? Um, did, have you played the victim? Never. <laughs> I never have. The, the adequate question is, is how long, Kobe, did you play the victim? Uh, I, I played the victim um, to actually to multiple things in, in life, multiple circumstances and situations. And I did that looking back, really since I was a kid. And, and, I, and I learned very early how to do that. So I would play victim to um, girls not liking me. Like I was, I was dumped in seventh grade by, by a girl named Amy and she broke my heart. And, and so from that time forward, and that actually was a real issue that I had to do EMDR what for. What if she's listening now? I know. Amy, uh, if you're out there, <laughs> if you only knew, <laughs> breaking up with me in a note in like, you know, seventh grade science class or whatever. Um, but, but that one, that one was, re was rejection for me. And so that put me into this mode of, I'm not good enough, I'm not wanted, I'm not loved. And so I really um, went into victim mode and that became a like license and title for me to like seek comfort with porn and acting out. It gave you a good justification. Yeah, yeah. completely, yeah. completely. Um, playing the victim is definitely a, a denial mechanism to justify behaviors that mm -hmm. hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but what, let, let's, Let's describe what, or, or define what playing the victim is. Okay. Like what is playing the victim to you guys? No empathy, not mm -hmm. seeing, not putting yourself in someone else's shoes mm -hmm. to see that, oh, maybe I, I'm wrong I in this part. place. Yeah. So, so, so playing the victim, you have no accountability. Yeah. Right. You're, you don't have to count for anything. No responsibility. No responsibility. The world is against you. Yep. So you give up all power. When you when you play the victim, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay, so that's playing the victim, and you say you can you can be a victim to all kinds of things. I, I mean, whether or not that's true, that was certainly my experience. Is I was victim to, you know, if my if um, I had a bad weekend, if I had a crap test, if I, I lost, if I had a bad game, um, when an argument in a relationship. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. In our marriage. I would definitely play victim when Nash would lash out and she would be in betrayal trauma and would lash out and be like, well, I'm going to act out just to make you mad or because I feel horrible about myself. And it was like every time there was that, um, that little fight or disagreement or a sharp word, I always used that to say I'm not taking responsibility for my own actions, my own feelings. I didn't say that, but that's essentially what was happening. Right. And I would just... I'm entitled to make myself feel better. Right, you get two victims in a marriage where they play victim to each other. And what they do is they just hold the finger out and point at the other person and say, <laughs> oh, when you man. change, then we'll be happy, yeah. right? Once, once you stop hurting me or stop doing this or stop doing that, then we can have what we want in our marriage. And yeah. I think we were that way for a, a lot of years. Blame, we were in that, in that place. People live that way yeah. their entire marriage. Yeah. And they can, and, and, and what it creates is just ongoing resentment and disconnection yeah right that was us pointing 
at each other. For sure. Like yeah. it was always, it was always on Ashland when, like before we started. Um, and then I, therapy. oh boy, sorry. And then I would go into victim mode and like, it's always my fault and I'm not good, you know? So it was like victim, both ways. Victim would feed the victim. Yeah. yeah. Um, so sorry, our Facebook live just <laughs> fell down here. If, if you guys heard that on the podcast. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of passionate about this topic. I'm glad we're talking about it today because um, as a therapist, I deal with people who are, are stuck and they want to move forward in their life. And um, we, we are the cause of our own suffering in so many ways. And the way that we cause our suffering is that we find, we find ways to stay stuck and, and we get caught behind blame and we want to sit and blame. And you look at what's going on right now, um, people blame their spouses for their lack of happiness in their life. Um, they blame Trump, they blame <laughs> the weather, they blame um, God is, a, is one to play victim to. And uh, one, of the, one of the greatest things about life is, in, and one of my favorite guys, Viktor Frankl, proved this, but no matter what happens to us in our life, we are we can create peace and happiness within ourselves and we can have inner peace within ourselves despite what happens around us and if that's true then what that means is we're accountable for our own peace and happiness that no matter what happens to us that we can we can have that meaning now, we have a meaning we have a choice whether we're going to be happy or whether whether we're going to play victim yeah, and so so let me kind of counter this this thought and say, well, w well, is it true that people really are victimized? What if some bad things have really happened to you? What if your husband cheated on you? What if he looked at porn? Uh, shouldn't you have a right to be wallowing in your pain? What do you guys think about that? I mean, that's certainly cause for effect, and that's I mean that's reason to feel an effect. Um, here's my take on it. Uh, yes, you have you have the valid reasons, right? And they all line up and everyone would be on your side. However, it doesn't make your life any happier to sit and be in victim mode. Um, I heard someone, now I can't remember who it was, but they said, um, take, oh, it was um, Lisa Valentine. Her husband said, take 15 minutes um, a day if you need to and cry and be victimized and be sad and like angry and all those feelings and then Get up and move on. Move forward. You gotta right. get on with your day because if you sit in that all day, it's you're stuck. Right. But it's okay to feel some of that, right? right? So there's a difference between um, wallowing in in victim mode, and and you know playing the victim so that you don't have to take any accountability, and feeling pain. And so what, you know, if if a if a spouse comes into to treatment, for example and she's hurt, uh, disclosure just happened, it all, all just came out. Um, she could sit down on my couch and I could say, hey, get over it, stop playing the victim. You're choosing to play the victim, stop playing it. How helpful would that be? Not helpful, and a lot of women, that's what they hear. Right, right, just get over it, forgive, move forward. I heard it. So tell me, so, so, so I want you guys to say more about this because I had that, like when, when after my first affair, the emotional affair, like we're sitting in front of our church leader and I was like, there wasn't any physical contact. This doesn't constitute adultery as defined in, you know, the Bible. Mm -hmm. So 
So why doesn't Ashlyn get over yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And be happy. In truth, and, and, and that, in, in your defense, that continued to come up, as it should have, as it ought to have, meaning like the, the emotional fear kept coming up year after year after that until we finally got the right help. But I guess my point in bringing that up is um, I want you to say more about, about, uh, about that, like why that's an important thing to, um, to address it so that we can, I don't know, move through it. Why, why is that? Brandon, what was your question again? She, let me answer what you're saying. Okay. I know what you're saying. Um, I love you. <laughs> she, <laughs> so it left my head. Okay. <laughs> so, so if if the church leader, or whomever, is saying, get over it. it, wasn't that big a deal? Get, get over, over it. it. Be happy and forgive. Yep, that's right? what I heard. Okay. Like so, totally nice guy. Don't don't blame him for anything. Right. Like, but it left me feeling very confused. Right. Because you need somebody to hold space for you and empathize with you so that you can process your pain. You need support and. There's a difference between somebody saying, like, let me hear you and let me understand you and let me validate that you're feeling hurt. And somebody saying, it's okay for you to stay angry, to act crazy, to be mean because he's a jerk, right? Yeah. You're not accountable for any of those behaviors because he's a jerk. There's, there's a big difference between the two. And it's really important that somebody who experiences betrayal has a chance to um, process and feel that empathy before somebody's telling them to get over it, right? Yeah. Um, and, and what I see is um, women who go to groups, some groups are really, really healthy. Some groups are all about holding that space, but also about, okay, how can you move forward and what are you accountable for? They apply what's called the serenity prayer to that group, um, understanding what they're in control of and what they're not in control of and moving forward. Um, then there's other groups that that they get together and they they bash on their spouses and they're they, fully full victim mode full victim mode. there's groups like this on facebook that i there's groups online. i have to run from there's 12-step <laughs> groups this way that are all about let us we, we all feel justified in in our unhealthiness because this bad thing has happened to us yeah. and i think that um maybe they they think it empathizing is like yeah me too Right. And so it's okay. But yeah, most of us are going to relate to a really triggering story, but that doesn't mean well, <laughs> it's healthy, right? Well, you br and, and you bring up another point, Ashton, which is a victim, what a victim will do is they will go out and try to recruit people to mm. validate their victim. And so the more people they can say, get to say, yeah, yeah, woe is you, you know, you should stay stuck, that's the people that they're going to try to find, right? And, and for somebody to support them and say, you're kind of the cause of your own suffering here in a lot of ways. I don't like you. <laughs> they won't like that, right? They won't like that at all. Yeah. And so, you know, what, why, if, if staying in victim doesn't help you move forward, then why do people want to stay in victim? What, what, what does victim give them or how does it, like, why do we do that? Um, for me, it was it was comfortable. Even though it was so uncomfortable, it was super easy to do nothing. It's uncomfortable to take ownership and accountability. Yeah. Like I can life. just be mad at you and I'm not going to own my actions and I'm not going to go to therapy. I was, you guys, that's who I was. I was like, I will not go to therapy because I am not broken. Although, you know, <laughs> we had issues. Uh -huh. I was not a proponent for therapy. Right at all. I've seen, I've seen women self, I've 
not self-sabotage, but sabotage their husband's recovery. And I had a, a, a wife I was working with once leave stacks of Playboys all over the house. Oh. Yeah. And the reason was is she wanted to stay in victim. She wanted him to stay unhealthy because she didn't want to have to look at herself. Mm-hmm. And, and, sh- and she didn't want to go to therapy. She wanted him to go fix it but she didn't want him to fix it. Mm. And can you hear the, the stuckness of that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really hard, that's a really hard place to be in. And um, I know for sure that it caused us to just spin and spin. Yeah, you and cycle. Spin and spin. And as, and, and, and what's, if we use like literally the analogy of like a Jeep that's mudding, you know, out in the mountains, right? As soon as they start spinning the wheels, then the trench that their wheels are in gets deeper and deeper to where they get like high centered. And right. then they're really stuck. Just just stuck there. Can't and get out. Can't, like, they can spin, they can, you know, lock it into four-wheel drive low. And you can literally watch the front wheels and the rear wheels spinning. And they're just stuck. Right. And it's not until you have a third party coming with a winch. The light and knowledge and of someone who out, knows more. <laughs> right? and, um, and, and that was totally us where... The longer that we were in victim mode, both of us, the longer that we were, we, we spent time blaming each other and pointing fingers. And honestly, the we got it's pretty mode. selfish, right? I mean, because you're mm-hmm. only looking at yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're only looking at what you want and what you need and how it should be for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all about you, yeah. right? So how do you, how do you get out of victim? How- I, I know for me, and this was super, it was super hard, was I had to... If I take responsibility, it's an instant ticket out of being victim mode. If I yes. take responsibility for my own actions, I, it's like you can't be victim and be accountable and take responsibility at the same time. Those so don't so easy, so simple, and so hard. Yeah, so hard. It's one of the most uncomfortable for the from the addict's perspective. That was one of the most challenging and most difficult things for me to to really embrace and own was the fact that I played victim. And in truth, it was modeled to me by my mom. And it was it was uh, modeled to me by, by my grandma, my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. And so it was a matter of not just changing like addictive behavior, but it was a matter of changing like, like how I was nurtured. <laughs> well, and how you want to pass it down to your kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard. It takes enormous mindfulness to, to lean into what's so uncomfortable. Right, and it's so uncomfortable. In, in the moment when you're saying, if only they would change, then I would be happy. And shifting that to, I am choosing to be a victim here, and I am choosing to be unhappy, and I want to own that. It's so it, it it's your the way your heart feels changes. It's not just your words. Yeah. You want to sit and blame and look at them and and wait for them to change. But when you get humble and you say, I am creating this, and I'm sorry, and I'll own that. Yeah. Then the victim goes away. And I like what you said, Kobe. If you're taking responsibility, then that can't coexist with being a victim, right? And so the way out of victim is to, to, to get honest and to own that you're trying to stay stuck in victim. Okay, so now I want to add this as a really key point for me on this. And, and this, is for, this is for the betrayed who's listening to understand as well as for the addicted. For me personally, the only way that I was able to get to to um to get to my own truth and understand exactly where I stand and meaning like the only way I was really to understand exactly where I was in life and then take responsibility for that was by having help with a therapist but then a sponsor as well 
Like I needed outside help because I could not see the forest from the trees. Right, and you need help from people that are safe, that you trust, that can say, hey, Kobe, you're, you're, you're in victim. Yeah. You're creating this, yeah. right? Because yeah. if somebody said that to you that you didn't care about, you just become a victim of them, totally. right? Totally. So, so it's the whole idea of finding someone who is steps ahead of you. Yeah. So Brandon, obviously, you're steps ahead of us I don't, I don't <laughs> in know <about> knowledge. <laughs> and so you, that's a role you play. But there's also people like my shame partner who can uh-huh. be that for me and see through what I can't see in that moment. Right. What's not helpful is this, is um, when, let's say you start in an, in an argument with your spouse and um, the drama comes up and and it's not helpful for one spouse to say to the other, hey, get out of victim mode. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like screaming, you're in betrayal trauma or you're in yeah, addiction mode. Not helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's not helpful to persecute somebody out of their victim. Yeah. What you'll do is push them further into their victim, yeah. right? What, what would be helpful in that situation is for, if you notice that your spouse is going into victim, mm-hmm. then be empathetic and be kind and ask them what they really want. Yeah. And ask them to express that in a vulnerable way, not in a um, playing the victim is a manipulation. It's a manipulation to avoid the vulnerability of what you really desire and what you really want in your okay. life. So that's worth repeating again because there's actually a lot to that. There's like three different steps in there that you just talked about, <laughs> at least two. And, and those aren't easy, but repeat what you just said. So playing the victim is a manipulation. It's you're avoiding vulnerability of asking for what you really want. And so if I can victim out, Kobe, and, and get you to buy in to how you know, horrible you are for doing what you did to me, then maybe you'll give me what I want, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And as opposed to, in a real vulnerable way, saying I'm hurting or I'm sad, and this is what I really want from you. Uh-huh. Um, if I can manipulate it to get you to feel like I'm a victim, then I'll have power over you, yeah. right? And you'll go into caretaker role, which yeah. is another form of drama to try to fix it for me. And my victim might be trying to get that from you, um, but I'm doing it all uh, avoiding vulnerability, right? And, and that, this is, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think this is a really important um, fork in the road, I think for couples who are the betrayed and the addicted to realize is that th- this was a pattern for us. And this was even a pattern for us when, um, as we were as we were in recovery and like really making progress where I would um, concede to a moment, and this isn't about you, this is about me, but I would say, okay, in my head, like if Ashlyn, you're having a tough time, it'd be like, okay, like I've caused all kinds of trauma for Ashlyn. I'm going to um, concede to what you're saying and what you want because I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't deserve to, to, to make this case because of the damage that I've caused. And so this is, I think this is a super important and delicate line to be super aware of because couples can really be in a healthy place, but yet if a guy's still in a shame about addiction, Mm -hmm. it can lead him back to this place where he doesn't feel like he can stand on his his own own feet feet. and and, and be strong Mm -hmm. and say, although this has happened, this is where I am now. This is where we currently are. That's kind of like, that's that's kind of like steps down the road as far as like recovery is concerned. I think that's that's an important but I, I part think of the what, discussion. But I think what you're talking about, Kobe, is is that an addict will oftentimes um, not show up or show up very weak, and, and but but underneath the surface of all of that is mm. is resentment toward others. 
because they're not asking for what they really want and, and, not, mm. and not being vulnerable and open and empowered. Mm-hmm. And so they end up playing the victim, right? Mm. And, 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 and then they start blaming everyone around them uh, because they just have to give in and they, they, you know, they, they don't have a leg to stand on yeah. and things like that. Um, I, had a, I had a group this week uh, about uh, father wounds. And so we got together as a group. That's big. And we talked about trauma. And uh, the group talked about um, what happened between them and their fathers growing up. And it seems like this group could be all about blaming somebody for your problems and playing the victim, right? And um, that's not what it was at all. And the point of it is we, we look back at trauma and we say, yes, this did happen to you. Those, those things are real. The past is the past. And you need to enter into the pain of what that trauma is and the beliefs that it caused. But if you could spend the rest of your life blaming your dad for all of your problems, um, or you can choose to heal from that and move forward. Um, you're an adult now and mm. you can move forward. And the, the point of going into trauma is not to say, dad is the reason why I'm doing what I'm, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the point of it is to, to say, yeah, like I need to heal from that and I need to face that so that I can move forward. Mm. And yeah. I, I, hear, I hear from the betrayed sometimes, like, gosh, he, you know, he just has excuses. He blames, his, he blames Spike for his addiction. He mm-hmm. blames his dad for his addiction. He, what about his own accountability? Mm-hmm. Why won't he own it? He chose this yeah. in a lot of ways. And both, both are true yeah. in that a lot of this trauma did develop the addiction and at the same time, he still has the consequences of acting out in that addiction and ownership for acting out in that addiction. Totally. Right. And he, and he can't play the victim and just say, woe is me. I had a horrible childhood. Yeah. And, and that doesn't take away the consequences of his choices. Completely. Right. Completely. So that's a, that's a real thing. And that's something that, that I know that I did was played vic, victim to circumstances when I was young. And we all have those, those, right early childhood wounds, whether they're big traumas or little traumas. But um, I, I'll say this, and this is the thought that came to me while you're describing this, is is facing those traumas are, or, or facing the circumstances that are really painful, um, it's it's painful. It, it's hard to, to look at those and to look at this this place of, of being victim and say, oh man, I, I, I don't want to take responsibility. That's hard, but it's not as hard is what you think it is to take responsibility. Right. It's simply spike making mountains out of molehills. But as soon as you actually do it and you have, you know, it's gonna take support to do that and it's gonna take someone that you trust to help you get there. But but if you just if you, if you just trust the process, what you'll find is it's not as scary as what you think it is. And it will facilitate so much growth from your partner and right. healing. Right. I you know, I've had I've had clients who have experienced trauma that you guys wouldn't believe. And um, they have good reason to say, yeah, like there's a reason why I'm an addict and there's a reason why I'm so screwed up. And so get off my back, I have a good excuse, right? And um, a couple of these clients that I'm thinking of, (coughs) they have used that experience, that trauma, that abuse that they've experienced as a catalyst for them to move forward in their life to get healthy. They look at it as an experience that they've learned from. 
Um, they've, they, it's an experience that is in their past. It doesn't define them today. Mm-hmm. And, and they've healed from, from that trauma. And it's actually strengthened them in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Now I have other clients who experience significant trauma who, who refuse to move on from that trauma. And it, it, it continues to, to control their life and take their life out because they, they, they don't want to be accountable for their own peace mm-hmm. and their own happiness in their life. Oh, man, that's tough. So. That's tough. That's super hard. Yeah. Ash, any um, I was just thinking, thoughts? you know, we're three plus years into recovery, and there are, I can count a couple of times where we've had an argument and victim mode takes over and my immediate response is like gosh it would be so much easier to just be done mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. me that's like mind-blowing we've both had that oh for sure and it's like wait we've come so far we've done all the hard stuff and then we fight about like taking out the trash the wrong way or <laughs> and it's over you have the SD We're card over <laughs> before we start the podcast but, but really that's what it is for me is i become super selfish and i'm i won't even go to him like i'm just looking within i'm in victim mode and as fast as i can get there i can jump right out because i'm like what am i what a, am i doing a, a great indicator of drama is catastrophe mode totally when it's all or nothing i mean when you're thinking about i'm done because he wants me to take the trash out this way. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Ugh. that's a good indicator for you. You're in your emotional mind, right? It's a good indicator for you to say, "Whoa, how Calm am I? Down. How am I going into drama right now, right?" And, and so, yeah, all or nothing. You always, you never. Yeah. That's good signs that you're in victim, and so to catch that is helpful because then you can own your part of that. Right? I would also say that there's physical cues about that because my experience has been is when I go to when I go to, to victim I'm also like really in shame right yes and so for me there's physical and just like if I'm hungry or if I'm thirsty I literally have physical indicators when I'm in shame and I know for sure it's gonna be resentment it's gonna be anger I'm gonna feel it in my chest I'm gonna feel hot tight in my neck like that shows up and that's a, and, and that's super hard but I know for sure when I feel that it's like okay something's up I'm I need to like get out of shame right now right yeah, absolutely. Need to take responsibility for yes, something. and then own your shame and deal with your your shame, right? So it's pretty it's pretty amazing how quickly it can just like compound, like layers well, upon layers. And so this morning I was had I had a bad morning um, with a family member, and um, I guess kind of went to that not victim mode totally, but it just it hurt me really bad. Mm-hmm. And um, Kobe called like thirty minutes later. How are you doing? And I said, Well, I could I thought I could sit and think about this the whole way on my 45 minute drive or I could listen to another podcast. I could listen to something that I know will help speak truth to where I'm at right now. And it absolutely did. Right. And you can move forward. And it was Oprah. (laughs) Awesome. So, I mean, that's part of it too. It's like when you're sad and you want to go listen to a sad song, all you're going to do is stay sad. Right. Right. Mm. That's good. So, so you noticed you were in victim and you decided to do something different. Right. Um, I, I want to give some absolutes here. And I don't give many absolutes. No, you don't actually. I I don't. I can't think of any that have come up. Yeah, and and, and these things, you know, I get from Don Miguel Ruiz, um, the Four Agreements. Um, There's also another book called Mindset by Carol Dwick that's really good, and it's all about getting out of victim. She says it in a different way, but she talks about your mindset. What either you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Yeah, Mm. that's my kids at school. That's what they're doing. The victim (laughs) is a fixed mindset. It's I can't, 
I can't get happiness because of this, this, or that. Where a growth mindset is things happen to me and I can grow from them and I can learn from them and I can move forward, right? So here's an absolute for you. You don't have to take anything personally, anything ever personally. Now I know that's invalidating to betrayal trauma. I know that's invalidating to a lot of things, but you choose to take it personally. Totally. Right, every single time. And so you can learn how not to, you can learn how to own it when you do start to take things personally. And that takes a high level of, of um, self-reflection and mindfulness to do that. But you taking things personally is on you, okay? So I don't want, I don't want our audience, couples to get together tonight and say, stop taking it personally that I'm yelling at you, <laughs> you know? But you don't have to take anything personally, right? You are, um, whenever you use blame um, as, as a contingency for your happiness. So what I mean by that is whenever you're saying, if only this would change or that would change, or then you are creating your own suffering every single time. And your peace and your happiness is not contingent upon anything else. And you can read books like Man's Search for Meaning um, to understand that. Suffering is a choice. Yeah, Anatomy of Peace is another one you can read to, to understand that, right? And so these are, these are hard concepts to grasp sometimes in our, in our world as, as humans, right? Because we, we so wanna go to victim all the time, but they're truths that are, that are real. And if you learn how to practice that in your life, you're not gonna get caught up in that resentment. It's not gonna lead to denial for acting out in your addiction. Mm. It's not gonna lead to, you know, you're talking about taking out the trash and it turns into a four day fight because you both get stuck in your victim. If you, if you each could just own it, take accountability and get vulnerable, then you wouldn't get stuck that long, yeah. right? And the trash would get taken out. Yeah. So. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> the trash literally and figuratively does not pile up. Right. <laughs> yep. So that's really good. That's really good. So, so just in, I guess, kind of in, in bringing this on home, what are some methods that people can deploy to manage their victim when they're in it, recognize, okay, I'm in victim. How do I, how do I get out of it? Because it's easy to say, okay, take responsibility, but maybe there's some processing needs to be done in order to get out of it that they can do. So, what are some things they can do? For, first to, off, for you, you just said it. First off, is recognize that you're in it, and it's what Ashlyn was talking about earlier. Find the cues to you that say I'm in victim. So if you're going to if you're going to catastrophe mode, for example whoa, I might be in victim here, mm -hmm. right? If, if you're shutting down and, and you go lay on your bed and you resent the other person, I might be in victim. And so recognize how your victim shows up. Mm -hmm. And, and may, maybe you write down in your journal tonight, like this is my victim, I'm gonna get to know him and I'm gonna, gonna describe what he looks like. So when he does come up, I can, you, can, you can catch yourself, you can catch your nonverbals you can catch your, your verbals, how you, how you express victim, victim to other people, mm -hmm. and you can stop in that moment and say, oh my gosh, I'm playing the victim right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's really mature and really awesome when somebody can actually own that and say, whoa, that's me and the victim. Once you do catch yourself and recognize it, then um, take accountability, own it. Um, this is what I, I really want, but I'm trying to play the victim right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, if for you guys to say that to each other in your marriage, like Kobe, if, if you said to Ashlyn, you know what, I'm really angry right now, but I really want to play the victim with you. Have I done that? Have and we done that? I don't know if we have or not. 
Probably, I think you have. I definitely haven't. And I'm sorry. I don't want to play the victim. <laughs> and I'm going to put that aside because this is what I really want from you. Yeah. Can you give that to me? Right. And, and so, so express or own that you're playing the victim. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then ask for what you want or what you need from that other person in a vulnerable way. Right. That's super hard. So. Sometimes it might take some time for you to process. Like, for instance, if you can, if you can in a really calm state and notice everybody that the Brennan said tonight, like when you're like in a calm, thoughtful, contemplative place, like identify the ways that you act and speak and feel when you're in victim mode. And, and then yes. and then I would suggest like if you're if your partner's listening to this, like when you're calm, say, let's give a peek behind the curtain to, to each other as to how I show up physically and emotionally and, and verbally when I'm in victim mode. So that way you guys can share those those cues with the other and it's not to use as ammo. No, but, but it, it, but it can be helpful. Like, hey, it seems like you're kind of victiming out right now. Right. I really want to be here for you and understand what you're saying. Yeah. But first, can you not be in your victim? Right. right? But you got to be really careful with that. Because so. that can blow up in your face. And I yeah. think that has blown up in our face for sure. I know that it has. But giving yourselves permission, if you can recognize it, to say, oh, wait, I'm feeling all this stuff. I probably need a minute. Right. To like calm down. Mm -hmm. and, and this might be a really good time to, to say I'm going dis to disconnect. Taking right. a line from Melody Beatty, I'm just going to disconnect right now because I'm like hijacked by victim mode. And I'm going to, let's circle back to this, this conversation yes. when we're both like. Go on a walk and talk. Go on a walk, <laughs> get a workout in, do some deep breathing, do some guided meditation. Like get mindful. Yeah. So that you can own it and come back totally. and actually talk. That's totally possible. If yeah. you're playing the victim to, um, I don't know, Donald Trump, North Korea, um, bad things that are happening in the world, then a lot of getting out of that is accepting what is and learning to let go what's not in your control. Um, there's That's some really things good. that are in your control, mm -hmm. but if, if you're really affected by things that are outside of your control, then that's gonna take a process of surrender and that's how you get out of victim. And sometimes it's a spiritual process, but it's understanding, look, I don't have control over this. I'm letting it affect me in these ways and I'm making excuses from my, my life because mm -hmm. of things that are outside of my control. I need to let go of those things. Yeah, and, right? and one more thought on this too is if you're, if you get access to a, like a therapist like we talked about, if you get access to a Brandon, you know, you're super fortunate. An expert. An expert. Mm. Um, that's super important. But even if you don't have access to like a CSAT, for instance, and but you're in therapy, like you can still say, hey, look, let's outline how we both show up as victims. Let's get uh, let's get someone else to help us get it, gain insight as to what we do because you don't need to have a CSAT to walk you through no. how to do this. This is something that you can have help to do, but it's a, this is a skill and this takes enormous amounts of mindfulness. But once you have it, that's the, it's a perishable skill, but once you have it and you're, you're consistent and you're mindful of it, man, that can give in, in, a, in, a, in a huge way to both of you. Yes, absolutely. It's kind of funny. I'm thinking about my group this morning. A guy came in in victim, and victim doesn't really fly in my groups and, <laughs> because all the guys know about what it is, and it's like we're on it, like, you know. And so he comes in and victim. It a mile away, yeah. Right? And, and I said, you know what, guys, let's do, let's do the opposite for a second. Instead of like calling him out and his victim and, and s helping him see what's in his control, let's just like mockingly um, validate his victim and wallow in it. And it was really fun kind of because he was having fun with it. Yeah. 
but you know we just like oh she's horrible like poor you you know yeah. and then she probably did this and then she did and it was kind of fun to to go there with him yeah um just just to show kind of how ridiculous it is really you know that's a good point and and that's a, that's a really good insight and how how we we do cause our own suffering so ash any last thoughts for the betrayal no this was a great one thanks brennan you're welcome and kobe yeah see you Thank guys you, <laughs> peace out